property. We live on it. We buy it. Sell it. Invest in it. This is Property Knox with Jordan Chernotsky. Morning, guys. Welcome to Property Knox with me, your host Jordan Chernotsky. In studio with me today, Mr. Ryan Beer, property acquisition specialist and auctioneer at Auction Inc. Uh, for all those interested, our studio number is 076-612-4892. We'll be back shortly. Property. We live on it. We buy it. Sell it. Invest in it. This is Property Knox with Jordan Chernotsky. Morning, guys. With me in the commentary box is Ryan Beer. I do apologize, Ryan is not a part of Auction Inc., but rather a part of Super Prime Properties. He is a property acquisition specialist and auctioneer. Ryan, good morning. Good morning, Jordan. Thanks for having me. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for making yourself available. It's always good to have uh, you know, a high-quality guest, which I can almost say for certain you seem to be. <laughs> Thank let's, you. Thank let's, you. Uh, let's get straight into things. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for Super Prime and so basically a little bit about myself, um, I've been in the property industry now for over 24 years, auctioning in South Africa now for two years, predominantly very focused on the specialist elements of properties being logistics, fuel depots, petrol stations, uh, stuff that survives recessions. Mm-hmm. At the moment with the current climate that mm-hmm. we're going through, there's a total oversupply of property um, causing prices to obviously really go down quite dramatically unfortunately most of the properties due to the oversupply aren't selling because there's not many buyers out there now that has caused me to focus more predominantly on specialized property um, recession-proof property where I find the buyers aren't well, they're not reliant on the local markets. You know, they've got money in their bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very cash liquid. Yeah. Um, they're not really bond requ- uh, needing bonds as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found that has been definitely far better for me because my hit rate is much higher. You know, yeah, um, yeah. we're turning over 80% of all our listings are, are being sold. That's fantastic. Um, currently in the residential market, I think if you're doing 40% of of, of your listings and turning them around, you're doing exceptionally you're well. Here. In commercial, if you're doing 30%, you're doing exceptionally yeah, well. Exceptionally well. <laughs> wow. um, you know, we have had some positive news in the last year. You know, the retail sector did exceptionally well. That probably went up about 12%, had a 12% increase as far as I can see. Um, saying that the hospitality sector last year, I saw an increase of between 6 to 7%, which was also very positive news. Uh, so at least post, I like to say post uh, COVID-19, we're still in it, but yeah. from where we're at with COVID-19, you know, the market's definitely are coming back the the tourists are coming back they're they're, they're definitely showing showing their faces again yeah. um and the activities speaking for itself um next year will be an interesting one um mm-hmm. unfortunately sure. south africa does work on an eight eight month lag we haven't seen the recession hit us yes we are in the recession 
nothing like what we're going to... Not the bottom of the barrel quite No, yet. not quite yet. In fact, I think we're only just scraping the barrel at the moment. It's frightening to think. I mean, I, I'm sure... I don't know if you know this already, but I'm actually a residential agent myself, and the battle is ongoing, and it seems to be getting harder and harder. Very and much harder. so. Um, you know, I did a lot of private treaty deals pre-focusing on auction. Um, my speciality was the upper end of residential. So in South Africa, predominantly 20 million rand plus is what I focused on residential. Um, again, being it was a niche market, you yeah, know, a lot yeah. of the people in that market weren't 100% bond applicants, mm. you know, Cash you know, they needed their boat. 60% bond if they lucky. And yeah. even then they didn't need the bond. It was more of a tax yeah you know yeah. it was a tax benefit to have that bond. For sure. now i'm finding that market is moving you mm. know um the african market has definitely increased we're getting a lot more buyers in from nigeria ghana uh places uh further up north um which is definitely contributing towards that super prime sector but the sector is not what it used to be Private treaty, in my opinion, ha has to change. You know, the way of private treaty um, needs to almost become like the auction side. You know, buyer is king, very mm -hmm. sadly, not the seller. Yeah. Um, there's too many sellers out there, so, sure. and there's too few buyers. To give you an example, if we look pre-3 million rand on the residential element, there's probably... To every 100 properties on the market, maybe two buyers. Mm -hmm. um, now, out of those two buyers, one buyer is going to have a bond approval. The other's not. You know, it's going to be a complicated scenario. Now, when you look at those kind of numbers, buyers, I mean, the sellers have to now be realistic. Now, the beauty with auction and the reason why auction kind of works and i'm sure this is something jordan is probably going to ask me why do auctions work and why don't they work auctions do work mm -hmm. now auctions have had a great great result all around the world um, and i use that word all around the world and let me explain why south africa is still very new to the auction game uh people very sadly see auctions in certain area demographics as there's something wrong with the property. Total misconception. Auctioning is an avenue to sell your property quicker, mm -hmm. all right? All we are as auctioneers is we are offering you a service. We are basically property marketeers, all right? Sad to put it that way, but that's all we actually are. We are there to market your property. We do not charge the seller a commission. All we do is ask for a, an element of marketing towards marketing your property to the mass audience. Mm -hmm. Now, the buyer actually pays our fees. Now, in theory, if you look at the estate agency board and how mm -hmm. things are written, we're there to represent the seller. Yeah. However, in auction, there is a kind of... Uh, a conflict you could say yeah. you know we sell the seller a marketing mm -hmm. platform for their property but we're actually earning our fee from the buyer yeah well i suppose <laughs> the fact that you are going to auction sort of takes the seller out of the question really because the price has been agreed 100 that's, that's the biggest issue i mean in this market you know especially on the top end you're 
your 10, 15, 20 million properties, they really are taking these massive hits. So it's almost a situation whereby people are only selling if they really desperately have to. You know, unfortunately, you've got multifaceted of people. So you've got the people that are immigrating at the moment that do not want to leave their assets behind in South Africa to potentially, you know, get taken over or be hijacked or not appreciate, you know. Sadly, Johannesburg is one of the few cities I've worked in in the world where you can buy property today and lose money tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All right. Easy. Um, now, we go past those pretty mountains in Stellenbosch. Um, you can buy property today and make money tomorrow. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Joburg doesn't work that way. No, it's one genuinely. of the few main cities in the world. Let me, which... let me back your claim up, okay? For example, my father bought a property, I believe it was 20 years ago for I think it was something like 500 grand or so mm. sold at the beginning of this year guess how much 500 grand 480 was, grand thank you <laughs> all right 20 years on but 20 years on now anywhere else in the world 20 years on that property's worth 2 million Straight. <laughs> at yeah. least yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's it's absolutely Joburg's crazy one of the few places now there are advantages, you know, like we've got that investor, we've got that developer, we've got those funds. The reason why the South African property market is as active as it is is more because of the corporate buyer. You know, the funds out there, uh, the bankers, the the investors, we, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of optimistic appetite, yeah. which I think is, you know, like I'm, I'm personally an optimist. I think there's great opportunity in South Africa. Why? A lot of people have left. Yeah. And they've left mass opportunity for the guys willing to go in and fill their fill their boots. Yeah. Um now a lot of people when they do leave, unfortunately, they just shut down. Yeah. All right. And when they shut down there's massive gaps. And like I say, you know, it, it, it takes an optimist to actually walk in and fill those gaps. Yeah. It takes well, looking at Jordan, guys like myself and Jordan, which can see those opportunities. And are willing to educate yeah. our sellers. Now, the biggest problem with the market at the moment is actually educating our sellers because sellers do not want to be educated. Yeah, for sure. They just want their price. They just want their price. And, and, and sadly to say, the price is not what their valuation is from the yeah. council. The price is not what they think is in their head. The, the council valuation is not that that has any bearing on the accuracy. There's no bearing whatsoever. No. You know, if I work Apart on from a, paying rates, yeah. No, if I work on a council valuation on a residential property, I'm walking into the property, I'm going to be 35 to 40% under your council if valuation before I even... And, and I don't even have to walk through your property yeah. to know what price I'm putting on you your property. You just have to know the size and the location and you That's can That's all I need to much. know. Give me your address and I'll do yeah. and your ID number. Yeah. And with all due respect, I'll, I'll give you your price over the phone. Yeah, um, that sadly is the South African market at the moment, mm-hmm. More, especially Gauteng. Cape Town has uh, is a little bit different. You know, there we are overachieving. You know, if a reserve, to give you an example, is a million in Cape Town, I oh, will probably achieve one point seven, one point eight. Yeah. Now, if a reserve is a million in Joburg. I'm lucky, lucky to get the 1.1, 1. 1, 1. 1.2. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, I'm going to achieve the 850, 900 grand. I'm going to the buyer pre below his reserve and I'm saying, do you want to take it or not? Yeah. You know, they obviously below reserve, reserve the right. They can say yay, they can say nay. And that's basically where the market's gone. People in the industry are very stuck. Um, I like to use the phrase of blinkered. You know, a lot of the elder agents, not so much 
me and Jordan's out there, the younger generation that can adapt, more the elder generation, they have a set way of doing things. Now, pre-COVID, great. You know, something, their methodology worked, you know, take on the property, market the property, three months time, 30 people through the door, the property will sell. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work that way anymore. It's all price based today. Literally, you know, um, and that that's the reality of where we're, we're currently at. It's all about you. You as a seller have to set yourself a realistic, standpoint. realistic targets, and yeah. and you have to be a realistic in this market condition that we're yeah. at. You know, we don't have power. So if you haven't got solar power and you're not off grid. Knock off 15%. If you like. For sure. It almost, back in the day, it used to be a bonus. Now it's a prerequisite. No, no, no. If you don't have it, I almost can't sell it. Now, I will walk into most of my properties and I'll say, if you haven't got it, are you willing to do it? Can I put it in as the pack as it's going to be part? Yeah. And, you know, it's having to persuade people that, guys, you may actually have to still put your money, your hand in your pocket mm-hmm. for me to get this over the line because that's the conditions we're in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's auctioning in a, yeah. in a very, very brief nutshell. <laughs> well, we'll have to get into a few more specific details. <laughs> With but, pleasure. Uh, it's a great start, I suppose. So let me ask you this, okay. Do you find that a lot of your clients coming into a an auction situation for selling their house? Do you find that they have attempted the traditional method first or what sort of mindset do you feel the majority of 95% of my people that are coming into auction at the moment from the residential side have been on the market for over a year. Yeah. All right. Um, Won't budge on the price. They haven't budged on the price. Unfortunately, it's taken somebody like me who calls a spade a spade and doesn't call a spade a shovel to educate them. Yeah. People don't like to be educated. Sadly, um, especially if it goes against the emotional, it goes against every, every emotional attachment out yeah. there. But the reality is, and I'm one of the few, I will walk out of a property and say, call me in six months. Yeah. No, when, you, for, well, for when, sure. when you're realistic. For sure. But just before I walk out the door, I do pre-warn them in six months time, I'm going to be 10% lower than where I am today. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I've seen it. It breaks my heart in a sense. But at the same time, it's almost like an I told you so every every time. Well, it is I told you so, yeah. but it's I told you so in a polite way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I mean, often you go for evaluation and you see a, a house and it's okay. It's nice. It's decent. And you just feel this owner's attachment to the property and their love for it and their sort of overvaluation for it. And meanwhile, you know, of course, you have to be polite and professional. But in your head, you're almost thinking, oh, my God, this is a, an absolute nightmare waiting to happen. They're overvaluing this in their head. But, Jordan, why, clearly... are you so, why are you thinking it in your head? You, you as the agent have have a responsibility sure. to actually tell the client, sorry, but you're being unrealistic. No, exactly. <laughs> but it's, a, it's about finding the way to communicate that, which is what I was about to yeah. say. It's, it's, it's a very – it's a tightrope at the end of the day. I mean – it's it's not it worth you, taking on a property that's going to sit on your books for six, it nine, used to twelve be a months. Rope. Now just say I'm not taking it on. Yeah. you're unrealistic. Walk no, up it the happens door. more often than not <laughs> lately, and it's. I mean, there, there's there's many agents in the market that'll take anything they can get, and that's the problem. Yeah, but look at look at how long they bought sit outside. Yeah, don't get me wrong. For self marketing, brilliant. I can. There's a handful of agents, which you know as well as I do, I'm not even going to mention names, where I can take you for a drive within three kilometers of us and we can go see 400 boards. Yeah. But they're all for sale, not yeah. f- not sold. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, and that's again, that's that's another reason I believe personally as to why the supply of this market is so high. Because people aren't telling their clients the truth. They are just taking whatever they can get, flooding the market with unsellable stock. And that actually creates a negative effect on the people that have sellable stock. Because they're losing now as well. 100%. And what's also worse is it also pushes prices down. Okay, interesting. So, look, I mean, it's uh, it's it's very much up for debate as uh, you know as to uh, which kind of a person you're dealing with. And I suppose it is, it is a case by case. But uh, let's take a little breather and we'll be back. Property. We live on it. We buy it. Sell it. Invest in it. This is Propertunity Knocks with Jordan Chernotsky. Ryan Beer with me in the studio this morning. Uh, thank you again, Ryan. It's been a, an interesting start to the show. So thank you again for coming on and sharing some of your expertise. We are pretty much discussing the auction environment in South Africa when it comes to selling your home as well as the difficulties, I suppose, being faced by, you know, those people that are in a position whereby they have to sell, because unfortunately, the way the market is at the moment, it's not exactly a, a lucrative position to be in if you're trying to sell your house that you bought even 20, 20 years ago. No, and we're about to go into a bloodbath. Oh, my God, <laughs> the interest rate just went up. It's going up again. So yeah. just strap in, guys, and brace yourselves, and make sure that the agents that you're dealing with are knowledgeable, experienced, and you know, are guiding you in the right direction. And I guys, suppose. listen to your agents, please, because agents aren't saying stuff for the sake of saying it. Exactly. Okay, there are a handful that just want the listing. Yeah, for sure. But within my industry, you know, we have got certain methodologies we work to. Yeah. Um, we are in in the in, in it day yeah. to day, and there's sadly. Um, you know, as I say, the, the, the certain formulas we work by, which have just got stricter and have yeah. got harsher. And next year, I can see getting even harsher, you know. Sure. Um, as a general rule of thumb, as an auctioneer, we tend to work 30% under retail mm-hmm. retail valuation. You have to. Now, next year, I can see that going close to 40%. Mm. Now, if you are in that desperate position of having to sell first and second quarter of the new year, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And I think that there's a misconception. I mean, often I find that, you know, sellers are, are appointing and hiring agents, but at the same time, they're not sure who's caught or whose side the agent's on. Look, at the end of the day, all my sellers out there, you have to think of it like this. Let's just say, for example, whether it's auction or a normal sale, your agent is getting 5%, 10% on an auction as their commission. That doesn't mean that they're there for a payday. It means that they have a share in your sale of your property. So Correct. when your agent says to you, Listen, ma'am, sir, I really just think that your property is overpriced right now. Let's drop the price. They're not saying that so they can make the sale. They're saying that so they can get the job done for you. And at the end of the day, if you're losing money, so is your agent. 100%. Now, Jordan, exactly on that note, like I've recently taken the approach and taken the angle of people don't like to be told. All right. People don't like to be educated. I've taken a totally new approach, predominantly on the residential side, and I, and, I, and I strictly say that it is predominantly on the residential side, where I will go into properties and I'll say, you know something, let's not put a price to it at the moment. You know, um, and this is pre me even taking it on for auction or putting a reserve on it or anything. Mm-hmm. Right? I do this as an educational tool. And I will take in three or four private treaty people with no price attached, and I'll say, what do you think it's worth? Mm-hmm. 
all right now why do i do that very simple buyers are king exactly. now without the buyer very sadly there is no sale and the sales sellers actually becomes irrelevant exactly you know it's look i mean i've i try to explain that to many people before at the end of the day your property is worth to you what it's worth to you but at the end of the day it's only worth what the buyer's willing and able to pay exactly so the buyer is king unfortunately you know precisely it's our job at, to support at, the seller but we aren't valuers yeah all right the reality of it us as agents all we are there to do is guide exactly all right we are not valuers the only true valuer in this market is the buyer because sure. <laughs> they're the ones spending the money <laughs> no for sure and of course i mean in this kind of a market buyers are taking chances buyers are trying to get property already so. cheap property for even cheaper very and much so and 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 then it, it goes back to that misconception of auction you know well, the, what i was talking about at the beginning of the interview there's certain area demographics where if a property goes on auction they think there's something wrong yeah like you can go to east strand put put a property on auction they think brilliant let's go buy mm -hmm. almost anything i touch in east strand will sell on auction mm -hmm. now go try that in santon <laughs> maybe on your third or fourth time running the property you're going to get it sold why oh no there's something wrong otherwise they sure. wouldn't be running it on auction no exactly well, actually, it's they, a total must be, misconception. they must be desperate there must be something fishy there, there total misconception all it is is a person's immigrated a person's left the country or they want a quick sale they want access to a sale in three to four weeks and now that's what we are there for exactly <laughs> exactly look at the end of the day i mean if if push comes to shove and you do end up on auction i mean it's it's what you have to do. Clearly, your initial attempts haven't worked. You try to get your price in a in a declining market, and you know it's just being a, a victim of the market, as yeah. I suppose. And as I say, auctioneers, we only get properties majority of the time after they've already been on a property for a year. Now, yeah. if I was to take on a private treaty property that's been on a property for a year, it's stale. Yeah, for it's sure. dead. It's dead in the water. Sure. I can't sell it. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> now on auction, I can. All right, and. It's, it's educating that seller that you've already killed your property. You've already gone to an agent, all right? You weren't realistic with your price. You didn't do your price reductions accordingly to his advice, and now you've actually killed, killed it. Yeah. So now we have to think out the box. How do we sell your property? Okay, well, solar. Great little add-on, yes, surprisingly. Sure. Um, yeah, you who know, borehole water. Who would have guessed that a yes. borehole can sell a property? That's interesting. But with what's currently going on, you know something. Borehole water is worth every penny. Literally. You could probably <laughs> install battery-powered LED lights and add 50 grand to your property. <laughs> you, you can go, uh, all joking aside, you've just said that. One of my clients has just put in a 44 grand inverter into their property and achieved a sale after their property was on the pro uh, on the market for over two and a half years. Jeez. Just by saying, I'll put an inverter in, and the inverter actually covers the holds the power for the entire property for, sure. for over three hours. It's a deal breaker, for sure. It's a big deal breaker. Completely. And it's I've got incredible. a friend currently in orchards at the moment that's actually just put an entire solar package as part of his property just to try to get it over the line. For sure. And at the end of the day, you're almost spending 100 grand to save yourself losing 200 grand or whatever the case is. To save be. yourself losing a million. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being optimistic. I, wish, I, I, I wish the numbers were just 100 and 200 yeah, grand that yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about. And unfortunately, it, it just goes to show, you know, there are ways to get around the value of your property and try to increase it, especially like we said earlier, you know, we're in a terrible space market in the market but 
it's important to look for opportunity in the darkness. Very and, much so. You know, there really are opportunities to get your property sold. Again, you have to be realistic with yourself and you have to work in hand with a quality agent that has your best interest you at heart. You know something, it's more the agent that has your best interest at heart. You know, um, there's lots of quality agents out there. Some of the best agents I've come across and that I deal with on a daily basis are one-man bands. Mm. Phenomenal, phenomenal, sure. phenomenal agents. Why? Because they want it. Mm -hmm. um, the sad reality is a lot of, and again, I'm going to use the phrase, blinker agents out there that are stuck in their ways. You know, their attitude, we take on the property, we can sit back, relax, because the buyer will come to us. Yeah. Market's not there anymore. No buyer's coming to you. You better go out and find that yeah. buyer. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, uh, I've, I come from a real estate background, as do you, Ryan. But, you know, back in the day, as in a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, having as much stock as possible was vital. Was vital. Because it was a seller's market. Yeah. And ultimately, the more stock you had, the more exposure you had, the more interest you had, the more buyers you had. But now it's a case of quality over quantity. Yeah. It totally. really is. I mean, there was a mentality I've always heard if you, get a, if you happen to get your hands on a multi million big ass property, you know, take it on, even if it's 20% overvalued. But at the end of the day, you know, that exposure, having your brand on a completely overpriced property is not doing you many favors at On the point. contrary, I actually, think, I actually think it's detrimental to you yeah. because people are looking at that property and going, well, hang on, the property's worth $100 million. You've got it for 130 Are you mad? No, exactly. You know, it doesn't make yeah. sense. It, yeah. it can also backfire on for you. For sure. And I see that in on a daily basis, you know. Um, it, it's happening left, right, and center. It, 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 it's become an incredibly scary market out there, mm -hmm. um, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's the reality that's of it. That's the pain of the, of the situation. I mean, yeah. I've been in multiple situations, as I'm sure you have, whereby you're trying gently, kindly, politely to get your seller to be realistic and to bring their price down to a, a market-related level in that moment. And you almost have to say, listen, do you want to take a hundred grand hit now, or do you want to take a three hundred grand hit in four they, months? Exactly. And often they'll go, no, 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 I'd rather hold, I'd rather hold, I don't have a bond on it. Do, and then do, do, guess do. what? They take the six hundred grand no, hit exactly. four months down you instead get, of the four hundred. Then you get told, no, sorry, I'm going to appoint another agent. You haven't done the job for me. And then they, some point, eventually they realize, hang on, wait a second. And you look back and you see what they sold for, and they sold for less than what you thought they could sell for. One hundred percent. And it's just. Uh, it's, and they sat so, on it for another year with costs. Yeah. Exactly. And they don't see that. I mean, there's there's positions some might find themselves in where selling your property for whatever you can get and investing that money at 7% in an interest-bearing account might make you more money than if you waited for a year. More than likely might, it will. You know? Mm. We, we, we do an analysis called the keep, sell, or rent, where yeah. we sort of compare the three different situations based on the real value of the property, if not the low-ball value, the real rental income, you know, the current prime rates, the current interest rates that are being given out. And Look, not and every. what's your percentage difference? Well, yeah, it varies, it varies. But I suppose, you know, it's, it's frightening to see that, you know, investing a couple hundred grand or a couple million in a bank for a year may end up making you more than you would have made in a year of owning that property. And it's frightening. Especially in something like Capitec with an 11% yeah. return on a, on a no, savings exactly. account. But again, it's one of the few countries where mm -hmm. your money in the bank will actually make you more than property. That's now, crazy. if you go to a first world country like somewhere like the UK or America or anywhere in Europe. Yeah, even Israel. Yeah, yeah. the property is going to show you a higher return than the bank. For sure. You know, the and bank doesn't show you money. Like, no, what do you mean? Exactly. Like, I'm here to give you a service. I'm not going to make exactly. you money. <laughs> and for, for as long as anyone who knows property can remember, 
every single investor will tell you that property is the safest investment you can make. Except Lowest, for Johannesburg. Except for Johannesburg, yeah. <laughs> lucky Agreed. us. Lucky us. Lucky us. Oh, my word. Agreed, except for Johannesburg. Yeah, we just you got know, the luck like, of the draw. Er, I, I, and sadly, it's only since... I would say early 2000s, that yeah. that's been the case. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look pre-2000s, we actually, are the, our properties appreciated. Yeah. You know, like I was born in Walkerville, like when I left when I was eight to go to the UK. You know, I remember we sold the farm, we sold everything, and we, we, we did very well. Yeah. Now, that all came back to us yeah. <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and reselling the farm, I think eventually we gave it away. Yeah, you know? for sure. It wasn't a scenario of selling it. It was a scenario of, will you take it, pay the rate and taxes, and not give it back to us? Yeah, please, <laughs> just take it off our hands. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it literally became that kind of scenario where I remember the stands were selling a two, three hundred thousand rand, mm -hmm. you know, to giving them away. Yeah. No, I mean, even now, I'm sure you know firsthand that agricultural land and farmland is dirt cheap. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, some of the, the agricultural sector, again, it's that specialized sector that I, I'm dreading what's going to happen there in the next couple of years. Um, you know, very sadly, farm murders aren't approached uh, aren't spoken about enough, all right? Uh, the farmers are not spoken about enough. What's happening in the agricultural sector is definitely not spoken about enough. Now, I can tell you from the auction side, from the specialist side going into, you know, I do a lot of proposals for the agri agricultural sector, um, and it's become dire, you know, they're with land claims, with theft, with everything going on, that you can't value properties anymore. Mm. You know, there's too much to have to factor in from that agricultural side on how to value the property. Yeah. Now, you can value the assets, you can value the general bricks and mortar, yeah. but when it comes to valuing the theft implications, the land uh, in, invasion implications, yeah. the potential squatting implications, what may happen, you can't factor that no. in. And I'm finding from some of the farms that I'm seeing today are 60% under their valuations yeah. and the guys are taking it. Yeah, because and the they, guys can't are afford, running. they can't afford to maintain it themselves. Because, they can't. Yeah. And again, you know, when you're talking about the farm thing, very sadly, we've got a bad element in the auctioneering, in property auctioneering, and, and it predominantly kicks in, actually, sadly, in, in the agricultural mm. sector. You know, the farmers are stuck on their tractors, they're plowing their land, they're taking care of the animals, you know, they're taking care of us. Yeah, really. Inevitably. They, they haven't got time to go and investigate who's who out the, yeah, in the do, zoo, do who's, going, who's going to do the best job for them. So what's happened in the last, since COVID basically, is the online auctioning platforms have basically shot through the roof. Now, the agriculture sector very sadly has been taken. Yeah. All right, and they really are being taken. Like a lot of guys have have been taken for a lot of money from sure. the marketing element, um, from scrupulous auctioneers out mm, there. Yeah, um, and yes, you know, 
it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you're going to get the bad elements along with the good elements. Um, unfortunately, the agriculture sector is the one that's, that's really yeah. bearing the brunt of it because, sure. as I say, you know, these guys are in the middle of nowhere. You know, they're, they're in the free state. They're not driving to Joburg to come yeah. and interview me or you, Jordan, to yeah. find out who we are, how we are. Exactly. You know, they're going to go onto a website. They're going to see, analyze and go, okay, cool. I like what I'm seeing. Bob's your uncle. Brilliant. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like the right the right mentality to be in at the moment. I mean, it's almost like a take what you can get right now or risk losing more in yeah, a couple and, months. and you know something, it, it's terrible because they're already losing. They're already losing their lives. They're already losing on theft. They're already losing on everything. Yeah. You know, they're the last people that should really be affected. But the, the, the negativity in auctioneering at the moment, I'd say 90% of it's actually in the agriculture field, mm. um, which, which is terrible. Let me ask you, who is predominantly buying this land? Is it local investment, foreign investment? What's the, the scope there? In terms of the auction side of things, in terms of the auction side of things, it's our local black government. Okay. Yeah. If in a nutshell, there are a couple of agri corps coming in from Europe. You know, mm -hmm. guys with. I'm not sure I can use the phrase on radio, so let's just say with. I was going to say balls of appetite. I'm yeah. going to have to use the phrase. I can't think of another word to use. Balls of brass. <laughs> Guys with really serious appetite in third world countries um, are coming in from Europe. You know, that we've got a lot of land. We've got a lot of unutilized land. When, and with the land evasions and with everything that's going on, a lot of the farmers, sadly, are going to Australia, are going mm. to New Zealand. You know, there's there's a green passport avenue that if you're in the agricultural sector, you don't even have to answer a question, get on a plane, go to Australia, they'll open their doors for you. Not only will they open their doors, they'll give you land yeah. to go and farm for them. It's, 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 it's a phenomenal thing. So yeah. other countries have realized that there is big troubles here. And... The farmers here are saying, you know something, we're not getting power. We're, getting being, we're being robbed. We're being overworked. Our families are at risk. What's stopping us from going? Exactly. And there's right. no encouragement or support systems no. in place to look and after a, our farmers. And a lot of these farmers are at that mindset of, guys, you've only done wrong by us. So now what we're going to do is we're going to cut down our orchards. Mm -hmm. We're not going to leave anything for you. Yeah. We're going to kill off that land. And it's a problem. You no, know, if really they is. can't sell it, they're going to kill it off. Yeah. Now, when they kill it off, okay, fine, I'm going to get it. I'm going to auction it off. And great, Bob's your uncle. Who are you auctioning it to is the question. That's neither here or there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, if it was worth $20 million, I'm auctioning it at three. Yeah. No, All right. And these guys are quite happy to take the three, knowing they've killed off and no one's going to benefit from their hard work for a hundred years of family work being put into that land. Mm -hmm. They're not giving it away. Yeah. All right. They'll prefer to destroy it yeah. and wipe it out instead of giving it away and let somebody else wipe it out with lack of how to actually operate it. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest factor. There's frightening similarities to one of our neighbors, I suppose, that can be drawn. Well, no. In terms we're, of we're, the agricultural section. We're on the same path. Zimbabwe. Yeah, we're on exactly the same path. Yep. It's frightening. You know? It's really frightening. Just look at stage five load shedding. It's yeah. exactly the same as Zimbabwe. The only difference is Zimbabwe gets it in one hit, and we get it in broken hits. Yeah. 
But when you actually look at the hours involved, we're already there. Oh, yeah. It's All just right. well discussed. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> which is why, I, again, I, I, I like to use the phrase bloodbath. Yeah. You know, next year is going to be a, a very scary market. Uh, auction valuations are going to be 40%, 35 to 40% under your retail valuations. And retail valuations is not your council valuation. All right. Your council valuation is normally 10% higher than your retail valuation. If you're lucky. If not more. Exactly, Jordan. Yeah. Um, You know, and and that's a problem. And you also need to remember, guys, on the auction side, the buyer pays our fees. So the fees are 10%. So you guys have to factor it in. When when we come as an auctioneer and we say your property is worth a million, you need to be aware that the reserve at a million means you're taking home 900 grand mm-hmm. or yeah. plus minus circa there and you have to be aware of it and and off that 900 there's marketing that has to has has been occurred so on and so forth so there are costs mm. um it's just being realistic you yeah. know the, the marketplace at the moment's too tough there's a hell of a lot of stock on the market beyond that like 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 too much i did a research survey the other day because obviously majority of my stock is in santon and surrounds I do a little bit of rentals as well, which is frightening. Yeah. I mean, in the Santon and surrounds, in Santon and surrounds, I'd say I think a radius of about 15 kilometers from dead center Santon. Just two bedroom apartments. Just take a wild guess how many are available at the moment. Uh, hundreds. 3,200 yeah. properties for rental in Santon. I mean, yeah. how are you supposed to get your price when there's 400 options of the exact same kind as yours? Oh, hang on, I'll give you another scary fact because that's not no, that's nothing. Randberg. Yeah. Last month in Randberg, 7,400 properties hit the market under 2 million rand. My God. Now, that's just out. in Randberg as a suburb. I almost fell out my chair. All right, that's one month. <laughs> yes. All right, now, January, that's going to get repeated. Mm-hmm. Now, how how many properties, and you being in the game, are going to be able to answer this v- with a very easily? How many properties are going to be sold now between between now and the end of Jan? Only the ones that are priced right. <laughs> <laughs> if the people are if, yeah. if the people are in Joburg, and it almost yeah, no, <laughs> if they're sure. not on holiday, no, exactly. <laughs> it's such a price sensitive market, and we've we've been feeling that since COVID. I mean, mm. since we came out of COVID. It's almost a case of even if your place is better, it's in a better loca- well, location, location, location. That still stands. I believe that. But, yeah. you know, it's it's frightening the way property is constantly declining here and the oversupply doesn't help. The interest rates going up doesn't help. It's just a very frightening time to be a seller. And uh, I think that without further ado, all this doom and gloom, let's take a short breather and get right back. Property. We live on it, we buy it, sell it, invest in it. This is Proportunity Knox with Jordan Chernotsky. With me again, thank you very much, Ryan Beer, an auction specialist. Uh, it's been a very interesting conversation, frightening, scary, fall out of your chair stuff. But uh, we've basically just been discussing the market at the moment, the property market, as well as more in detail about in more detail about auctions and just the general market at the moment for that. So I think to uh, almost conclude things, I'd love it if you could possibly shed some light on the start to finish process for a person looking to sell their property on auctions. Say they've, they've tried for six months with the traditional method. It hasn't worked for them. They're overpriced. The market's dead, whatever the case may be. What is the first step? 
Well, the first step for Auden would be obviously pick up the phone to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump in my car and rush over to you. Um, it's very straightforward. Um, obviously, I need to come have a look at the property. Um, I'll go through the property, go, uh, as Jordan's already said, location, what's what's in the property, what have you got as extras, solar, mm -hmm. uh, all the benefits of what we currently require in today's market, um, whether it's a private road, whether it's a boomed road, you know, location, location, location. Yeah. Then we discuss the property. I go through what the market conditions are. I explain what sells in the area. Yeah, explain what the buyers are, what's selling, what's not selling, <laughs> what's yeah. sitting. Um, it's a shorter list to tell you what is selling. Eh? Yeah, it's a very very short list to tell you what's selling. A uh, uh, very long list telling you what's yeah. sitting. Yeah. Um, and then it's basically very sadly to say this, going through the justification of my price. Uh -huh. All right, and Getting explaining why my price is where it's at. Um, once you've heard me and taken it on board, whether it's there and then, or whether it's six months later and you, we then agree a, a reserve, I then go through a process of doing a mass marketing campaign. Now the marketing campaigns are multifaceted. Again, all very much property dependent. So every property has a different marketing way to it. Mm -hmm. Let's just use a normal residential as a, a, as a benchmark. If it was a house in Glen Hazel, what I would do is I would put up probably between 80 to 120 boards, a nice big board. You go onto all the property portals. Um, I myself like to use the international property portals as well. Um, For foreign investment. Predominantly for foreign investment. Again, I like to target the bankers. Um, I like London, Germany, France. I find when you're marketing properties there and they're looking at £50,000 properties, it's tuppence. Yeah, <laughs> it's far easier lunch, to sell lunch at £50,000. Lunch it, money. Yeah. It's, it's lunch money, exactly. Yeah. It's bonus money. It's yeah. Investec bonus money, mm -hmm. guys. Investec bonus money. <laughs> we want your bonus money. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so... I've just lost my total train of thought. Yeah, so once we go through to the marketing, obviously we then run it on auction. Now, auctions, there are multi, m many different ways of doing the auctions. We do on-site auctions, again, property dependent. We do multi-property auctions, and then we do closed-door auctions. Um, so if I go through on-site auctions is the general house, you know, we'll immobilize a team on-site on the day of the auction, everyone turns up, and a standard auction, as everyone knows out there, you know very similar to a car auction you could mm -hmm. say just higher values involved really fast speaker going give me one give me one, give me one. <laughs> precisely precisely now then you've got multi-property auctions tends to be more for the commercial industrial yeah. uh, specialist space or where people with multiple properties i suppose yeah i see people with multiple properties um or auc auction houses that are running multiple properties you know they'll be held at the golf clubs where there'll be 15 20 lots You'll come along, you'll register. It's normally 10% buying fee, 5% deposit. Obviously, the 10% buying fee is VAT applicable, so it tends to work out at about 16-odd percent uh, thereabout. And it's a very, very quick way of selling your property. Now, there's a reserve that's obviously we have to come to 
before the auction day. If the auction, if the reserve is met, it sells on, yeah. on the fall of the hammer. Um, now, in the auction, we're there to achieve the highest price possible. So we're not there just to go and hit your reserve and close the deal. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's why auction works. People bid up. Because people bid up. Now, the other beauty about auctioneering is we're allowed in the auction field a proxy bidder. Mm -hmm. Now, the, proxy, the proxy bidder allows us, in theory, to control the to, – to get us up to that um, threshold that we need. You know, and come hit that threshold, we let the public basically fight it out. Yeah, yeah so well, once, once we're there, the property gets signed up sold um the whole process from man from me taking a look at your property to getting it sold is tends to be between three to five weeks mm -hmm. right it's very very quick it's not like a private treaty scenario that can take six months yeah um and yeah that's basically in essence the start to finish of auctioning is very very straightforward yeah look at speaking I, I, you, when i first met you this morning i mean you heard the first thing I said was uh, almost the, le the the topic in terms of property that I'm least knowledgeable on is auctioning. And you said to me you'd be surprised. And in truth, it's all, you pretty, already know it's all pretty black and white, I suppose. <laughs> it's all pretty black and white. But Ryan, I wish we had more time. Thank you so, so much for coming in. And well, I'm, thank sure you for we'll, me. I'm sure we'll be having you on again soon. Um, our SMS line for any queries, questions is 34519. And I suppose the closing message for our listeners this morning if you are looking to sell your property, make sure that you are comfortable and that you trust your agent's judgment and listen to them. They will save you money. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, guys.